This is the Education Exchange with Paul Peterson. I am the senior editor at Education Next. Thank you for joining us. Going to college has never been so difficult as it will be this coming fall. California State University says it's not opening its physical campus. Berkeley and UCLA don't think so either. However, Notre Dame and Boston College say they plan to open their campuses, but Harvard is sending up smoke signals in the opposite direction. Many students are switching schools. Others are deciding to take a gap year. Some are deciding that with mom and dad out of work, it might be best to postpone college until the family nest egg is replenished. But there is another option on the table, taking the first year of college for free online. In most cases, the grades will transfer to your chosen university. The name of the free first year college is Modern States Educational Alliance. And I am delighted to have with me on the Education Exchange, Steve Plinsky, the philanthropic founder and president of Modern States Education Alliance, and also the CEO of New Mountain Capital, an investment firm. So Steve, it's great to have you on the Education Exchange. Well, thank you, Paul. Thanks for having me on. So you began this remarkable new philanthropic endeavor, the Modern States Educational Alliance, and now today it's more relevant than ever. But before we get into coronavirus and all of that, let's talk about Modern States. What's its mission? Yeah, the mission of Modern States is to make college more accessible and affordable to everyone. So uh, obviously college has gotten more and more expensive uh, and uh, we wanted to create a path to credit bearing college courses for those who want it. And Modern States offers uh, a public library of 34 great online courses, all for free to anyone that you can get at the modernstates.org website. They're taught by top professors from around the nation and they prepare you to pass what's called the CLEP exam from the College Board, which uh, if you pass it, you can get credit for the course you passed to 2,900 major colleges around the country. That's been in place for 50 years. And 2,900, that's a lot of colleges. But are there some places where you don't, you can't transfer? Yeah, you have to go admissions catalog by admissions catalog. So Harvard, for example, will not give you credit for CLEP but Michigan State will, Ohio State will, Penn State, Purdue, Morehouse. The, you know, um, most of the great uh, regular way state schools, community colleges, uh, private colleges will be, the, uh, you know, some will not. But you, so you, what you do is you check, like if you go to Purdue admissions, CLEP um, on Google, you'll find out uh, what they accept and the vast majority do accept. So it's a matter of whether or not they accept the CLEP exam, because if they accept the CLEP exam, then they'll accept a modern state's course. That's exactly right. When we designed this program, uh, we wanted to use a mechanism for credit that was already widely accepted. So we engineered our whole design into the existing CLEP system, which has been accepted for over 50 years by, again, thousands of schools. And what we do is, so for example, college algebra, CLEP is already accepted by many, many schools as a way to not have to take college algebra again. And then we hired a great professor from Johns Hopkins. He prepared a great course with free textbooks, which we offer online to prepare you. And we're also philanthropically paying the CLEP exam for thousands. So I was going to ask about that. The courses are free, but these exams tend to cost, there's a fee attached to a club exam. That's how they make their money on them. So what, uh, so, but you pay for the, the fee? 
Well, so yeah, so the, the, the courses, uh, what we've done as a philanthropy is we, first of all, we hired the professors and prepared the library of courses. Now, once those are done, there's no cost really to have those available. A billion people can take those courses and it's, the cost has pretty much already been invested. So that was a one-time expense. Every time someone takes a CLEP exam, and again, those courses are available to everyone at modernstates.org. Just go on your phone or your computer. Uh, the CLEP exam, we don't get anything. College Board charges roughly $100 per CLEP exam. And as part of our philanthropy, we've now given 50,000 vouchers to 50,000 different students. Once they pass a Modern States course, we, for as long as we can afford to, will pay uh, for people to also take the CLEP exam so that it's free all the way through. And uh, we've done that 50,000 times now. And, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm the major funder of it, but we are starting to get major foundation support uh, and hope to get more major foundation support to keep it going. And truthfully, I think if there's anything where the government could do to help both lower the cost of college, lower their own college costs, and help more people, it would be to start picking up the CLEP exam expenses of the citizens in their own state. And uh, we're starting to get much more traction on that idea. Well, that sounds like uh, a terrific uh, solution to the problem because it is not hard to create great courses. I mean, you do have to work on it, but it's not impossible to create great courses. The hardest thing to do is to get a credit for them when you take them. And you've solved the, the credit side of the problem. You can get credit for these courses at a university of your choice. Well, that's a, you, you totally touch on the issue. You know, I started working on this effort back in 2012 when the MOOC movement had launched and Harvard and MIT and Stanford were giving great courses away for free, including you have a wonderful course, but you can't, the problem is you can't get credit in the traditional college system for the for all those great free MOOCs. So I tried for years to change government policy, was not, you know, I'm only one citizen, couldn't do it. But then we came back and said, look, there is one mechanism that exists for credit uh, in this country that's universal, which is the CLEP. Because even the advanced placement tests are only for high schoolers in their high school in May. Anyone of any age can take a CLEP exam any day of the week. So we, we, designed specifically into the CLEP mechanism, it covers these 34 courses, which can get you a year of college for free, could help if you finish one credit short of college, you can graduate with a CLEP exam. Uh, but we, we worked into an in a specific system that was already accepted so that we didn't have to go fight a bureaucratic battle at 2,900 colleges. It's an accepted system that we worked into. Yeah, but will a college take the whole freshman year of courses as uh, as as uh, a substitute for their own courses are they willing to take all of that for yeah you, again you, you have to go college by college and look at the admissions catalog of the specific college that you're interested in uh, i would say the standard is to take up to a year of courses uh by clep you know you could take one course up to a year some places like at university of new hampshire you can use two years to a four-year degree or one year to a two-year degree. So every school has its own policies. And, uh, but the, the, I would say the standard rule of thumb is up to a year's worth. Well, you don't, do you know how many students have actually taken one or more courses through modern states and then actually applied that to a university? 
I don't have the exact number, but where we're at now is over 225,000 people have used Modern States, have registered for it, and they may use it like Khan Academy for just part of a course, or, or they may take a full course. There are 50,000 people who have completed a course and asked us to reimburse the CLEP exam for them. And so uh, I know, and there may be others who have finished courses and not asked us for vouchers, but there's, we've issued 50,000 vouchers now, which, uh, you know, uh, and again, 10 courses is essentially uh, a full year of college. So, uh, it, you know, it adds up to lots of years of colleges. And it's 95% so cheaper than a traditional state school because, you know, for 10 courses at $100 each is to simplify is $1,000 where even a good state school of living expenses, even like a Purdue is 21,000 a year. And so like a school like Purdue is actively partnered with us in a major program to promote CLEP to the kids in Indiana to go to Purdue as a, as a major effort of Purdue. So now with the coronavirus pandemic on the scene, are you seeing any uptick in, in interest in this? Are, are people, uh, uh, saying, well, maybe I should do this next year. Uh, do, you, do you get more applications? Yeah, when, you know, initially, you know, we don't really market this very much because, frankly, we don't want the applications to outrun our funding. So I'm not trying to, you know, with over 200,000 people already, without any advertising, we're getting a lot of pickup, but we're not just trying to build the list. We did see a uh, kind of a tripling of interest uh, when coronavirus first broke out. Uh, and I think we're getting, you know, I think what's really happening is the institutions are starting to understand it much better. So again, we had a major agreement with Purdue that we announced a few months ago that's called Purdue Fast Track. That's going to be a, a key part of their admissions effort. Uh, we're working with one of the major states as a key way to help adults get back into the system. One of the largest, best foundations has just in the last week or two decided to use this as a key effort for New York City to help uh, graduates in New York City use this as they, you know, as they figure out what to do about college next year. So we're definitely seeing, uh, I, I think we're gaining more and more traction as people just understand that what the idea is and how simple it is and how workable it is. Well, you've been out for what, two, three years now? It's been a couple of years, a couple of, you know, a couple of years, I think, of, uh, of since the program actually launched with courses. And we've been working on it longer because it took us a long time to create the courses and all that. So, so it always takes uh, time for things to get known out there, but I would think that over the course of the summer, more and more students, as they learn that their college is not going to be open in the fall or, or they'll have to take courses online, why not take a line, an online course for free? Well, I, I totally think that. So if you're, I mean, the, the statistics I've read is about 20% of all students are wondering, should they go to college? next year or can they afford to go to college and you know the numbers may be bigger than that given all the unemployment and economic stress so let's say you were facing freshman year at michigan state next year and you're having trouble affording it you could absolutely go online use our courses pass four or five cleps and enter michigan state in the winter you know for your second semester and have one semester already done for free and save yourself a half a year or do it for a full year and enter as a sophomore. So it is, it is, you know, a good, it makes sense with COVID or not, but there's going to be obviously more students who, uh, who may need it now. And one thing that is happening, the test centers uh, that give the CLEP exams are closed temporarily, but we expect to be opening this summer. 
And so it should work very well for people taking the courses uh, who want to be tested this summer. So how do you uh, decide who to give a voucher? Because, you know, they may have said, well, I've taken the course, but how do you verify that they've actually taken the course? Yeah, well, we could, you know, we ver you can verify they've taken the course because as they take the course, there are quizzes every part of the way. So we know whether someone completed the course or not. And then beyond that, we've put absolutely no means testing, no ethnic testing, no any type of testing. I mean, we, we think everyone, you know, should be able to be educated if they want to be and if they finish a course and and ask for a voucher uh, uh we've been issuing them so uh and you know and and every time we do interviews follow-up interviews as much as we can with the students and it's incredibly inspiring set of stories and people of all ages and backgrounds and and just uh, it, it's kind of heartwarming when you actually talk to some of the people well, well tell, tell us one of the best stories no names of course but uh, all right well, well uh, one of the best stories is there's a young mom with a five-year-old and her child is uh, needs medical help. So he's at the National Institute of Health getting special treatment. She couldn't go to regular college because of the time and expense of the medical needs. So she's in the waiting room of the National Institute of Health and she's basically completed a year of college in the waiting room at the National Institute of Health on her phone to make so that she can train up to be a nurse to help other people in the National Institute of Health. So it's just the nicest, you know, you know, young mother in the world. Or you get the, you know, you just you get people who were couldn't finish college, they ran out of money, they can now graduate. I mean, it's just it just a great group of people. You have guy, there's a great guy who was in the military, you know, never went to college himself, was helping his teenage kids take some of these courses and realize, hey, I can pass these too. Now he's like finishing college courses and he's going to go back to school. So uh, it's just a great, it's of all types. It's, it's like the idea was if Abe Lincoln is reincarnated today, has no money, no resources, we can help him for at least a year. And uh, beyond that, it would take government policy to create more exams and more certifications, but we, we can at least help the first year. He did pretty well just reading Shakespeare in the Bible. I, have I, I know, but he couldn't get credit for it. He could, today, he would have trouble. Back then, is, uh, you know, they didn't force <laughs> to have credit. You know, you just, you know, so uh, now we can, now Abe could read it all and we can help him pass the class. But, but, you know, I hear a lot of complaints about online learning. I'm pretty proud of the two classes I have up online every term and uh, we keep getting a good enrollment. So we must be doing something well. But then I do hear about, you know, there's a lot of uh, courses out there that students don't find satisfactory. Uh, what kinds of uh, assessments are you getting, evaluations, feedback are you getting from the students? Yeah, well, you know, the, the main feedback, I would say, is just the amount of people using the courses, passing the courses, and the passing rate on the CLEP. So, again, over 200,000 people using the site, a la the way they use Khan Academy, over 50,000 or so have completed the courses. And our passing rate on the CLEP exam is above the national average. It's been about a 74%, you know, passing rate. Uh, look, I would say, I think the other issue about online, and the thing that I would say about our courses is, uh, we say transparently, if you can go to Stanford or Purdue and have the physical experience, you know, we recommend that but a lot of people can't have the residential experience. And most online courses, 6 million out of 20 million college students are taking online courses already before modern states, and they're paying just as much for those courses 
as for the sitting in the seminar room with, you know, in a small group with a professor. So our courses are free. If you use them and you browse and take, learn a few lessons in chemistry and don't finish, you've just learned a few lessons in chemistry at no cost. So I, I think, and we're getting the best professors like a Columbia professor to teach chemistry for us or Johns Hopkins to teach math and with state-of-the-art simulations and other things, plus free textbooks. So I think it's a great value add. I'm not saying it's better than the physical experience with a, a wonderful Well, how, do you, how do you find the good talent? How do you get the talent to, uh, to offer these courses? Well, we, we went out and specifically recruited them, and you know we did pay them for the course, but I think really they were driven more by the mission of being able to educate not just the, the 20 or 30 students in their classroom, but be able to create the a course that thousands and thousands of people can use. So uh, like, I mean, I think at Johns Hopkins, the faculty said, look, let's support this idea. They picked a great young professor who, uh, who taught the course, who's a wonderful uh, teacher. And so I, you know, we did pay for it, but it was really more, I think, the shared social mission with the faculty who chose to do it. Well, so uh, are, do you go back and revisit the course and uh upgraded from you know periodically or is it too soon for that process to begin well, well fortunately college algebra algebra doesn't change all that fast so uh you know we have no, but you, we you could, once you do something you can see little tweaks you could do to do it even better i know this with my course but it's a lot of work to do that so there's well, always a, a trade-off so yeah frankly frankly we we have not we will at some point you know start uh, rebuilding the courses, but they were, you know, uh, they're not just, you know, filmed lectures, they're lectures, but with computer simulations, you try to be as state of the art as possible for an online course. So I think they're very good online courses. At some point, we'll keep updating and refreshing, but most of the material is, is evergreen and uh, hopefully will last for a few more years before, you know, because there is an expense to creating these courses that we don't want to do unless we need to do it. Okay, so I know you'll, this will make somebody angry, but I want to know, what's your most popular course? What's the one, the course that you really see? I don't know, you know, it's actually quite widespread. I've been, I've, until Corona, where I'm not even allowed in my office, I would write a congratulations letter for anyone who took a course or, you know, try again letter for anyone who failed the course and, uh, and you know, an exam. And it's very widespread. Uh, uh, so I don't know. I don't know exactly which is the favorite. I think Spanish. We get a lot of people passing the Spanish exam, uh, but there's a bunch. So uh, there's no one standout course. Okay. Well, listen. Uh, what's what have I missed? Any anything I didn't cover here that you think is important? Well, the one thing I would like to talk is the different ways it can be used institutionally because it, you know, one way is just the, the student at home thinking about themselves. Uh, but let me just talk about some of the big institutional agreement we've done. Purdue announced Purdue Fast Track a few months ago. They're going to be going, you know, there's lots of kids that in the state of Indiana who don't really have good ex access to advanced placements or have cost issues. So Purdue is intentionally going around to all the rural kids, the urban kids, a huge outreach program saying, we want you to take these modern states courses. If you pass five of them, you have guaranteed admissions into Purdue with a semester done. They'll actually encouraging people to do it as a form of admissions, and they're going to use their rural extension officers in the rural areas and so forth. So that's one interesting, I think that's a great example of, of what a major university can do. Uh, 
we have, you know, Emp New York State announced that they're using the courses with Empire College of SUNY. There's another major state announcement that's going to be, I think, even bigger on helping adults get back in. Big foundations helping high school kids who graduate use it to go back to college. Uh, the state of, you know, uh, Louisiana is uses CLEPS extensively. Their high schools are using it in 12th grade to help their kids finish with credits. So there's so many ways to use it. It's just like a public library. We just think of it as a public library of college that people can use any way they want uh, in any blend they feel like. And uh, uh, it's just getting started. So uh, it's just a tool. And I would love to see more states support it and more courses get developed in vocational and other areas if there was a credit bearing exam to take that could be added to the CLEP uh, system. So there, you know, it's not just a, a first year free kind of thing, as I mentioned at the beginning. I think that's where the idea was at first, but it's grown into a much more complex thing where at any point in your career, you can take these courses and fill in the blanks that uh, might have occurred over time. That, that's exactly right. And it's a way of building confidence to go to college. If you drop out, it's a path back. So it's a, it's a bridge into college. We're not trying to replace college. We're trying to make college accessible uh, to people who are getting priced out or just can't do it. Well, thank you, Steve. This is a tremendous initiative, and I'm so pleased to hear that it's blossoming and growing quickly, and I expect it's going to have a huge impact for a lot of young people this coming fall. Well, so thank, thank you, so you. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me on, and I appreciate it. I have been speaking with Steve Klinsky, philanthropic founder and CEO of Modern States Education it offers a year of free college online with courses that transfer to a student's home university and much more besides. So thank you for joining me on the Education Exchange, Steve. I am Paul Peterson. This is the Education Exchange. Please join me for a new Education Exchange podcast released on the Education Next website every Monday at noon Eastern time.